0: Hello and welcome to Growing in Grace, a podcast dedicated to encouraging you in your walk with Christ. I'm your host, Bella, and I am so glad you're here. Every other week, we'll dive into God's truth together as we apply biblical principles to modern day questions, share what's on our heart, and learn what it means to truly grow in grace. I hope you not only enjoy listening to each episode, but you grow in confidence in who God made you to be. today's episode of Growing in Grace. I'm so glad you're here. Today's topic is something I think we can all kind of relate to in one way or another, which is the topic of identity, finding your identity in Christ, all of those good things. So it's definitely going to be a really good episode and I have a few things I want to share. So stay tuned if you're interested in that and let's get into it. So identity, I think this is something we can all kind of struggle with just because of how the world is today. I think the world a lot of times throws all these labels on us, tells us how we should be who we are when those things are not what defines us. To find out what defines us and where identity comes from, we have to go back to the word, not what the world says, but what God's word says. So first of all, I just want to say Your worth is found in Christ alone. While that's a simple statement, it has so much meaning behind it. And if you truly believe that in your heart, then it will truly change how you think about yourself and how you think about others in the world. So your worth, your identity, your value is found in Christ alone. Not the things you've done, your popularity, your flaws, your mistakes, things that have happened to you good or the bad things your identity is not in those things I think a lot of times just how we are in the world today we try finding our purpose and our identity in the things that we do whether those are good or bad I know I personally have done that in my life I'm definitely I'm a classic stereotype enneagram one I'm a perfectionist kind of a quote-unquote control freak I guess you could say and which is a good thing because I get things done and I work really hard, and I'm very dedicated, but on the flip side, it also can really stress me out, and while I do always want to do my best, sometimes I can start putting my worth in the things that I do, and just like you're never going to do enough, like you're never, you have to accept you're never going to be able to do enough, so putting your worth in those things is never going to satisfy you, I know for me, it doesn't satisfy me, because just like anyone else i'm going to make mistakes everyone makes mistakes and i'm going to make mistakes so when i do make those mistakes instead of finding my value in those mistakes and feeling shame and guilt on myself because i messed up which is only something that something that happens to everyone so rather than doing that and getting upset about it and feeling shameful and guilty i can rest peacefully knowing that I'm not defined by those mistakes. I did make those mistakes, but those things do not define me. That's not who I am. So you are not defined by those things. I think for me also, there's kind of the flip side where I do, I am a perfectionist. And I'm very dedicated. And so when I do well on things, I can also start putting my identity in my grades, my accomplishments, the awards I've gotten. I know I've done that. Just like an example from my life. I had Is one class that I had a really good grade in, like a very high, and it was honest, it wasn't very difficult for me personally, mainly just memorization, and so I I felt pretty confident in it, Um, but I ended up taking a quiz, Um, I think it was a pop quiz or something, and I did not do very well on that, and while it only brought my grade down like one or two points, it wasn't that big of a deal. I had started putting, like, my value and my worth in the grades that I've gotten, and that's where I got my confidence from. Rather than getting confidence from who I am in Christ, I was getting my confidence in the things i had done, in my grades, in my accomplishments. So when I made a small mistake, not even a mistake, but something that happens to all of us, I got a bad grade on something, I was so upset with myself, and I felt so disappointed in myself, and I had to kind of, like, think about it, and just go over that and that's not how we're meant to be that kind of made me realize that's not how we're meant to be and while it was something that was so, so silly and small it's something that really impacted me when it was something that like I should have learned from my mistake and learned to study more for whatever it was which is the practical side of things but it also in my spiritual life it's sort of the same thing no matter how big or small those things don't define me not my grades, the things I've earned, or all the failures, or the bad grades I've gotten, those things are not what defines me. And that's a really important truth, and I learned that the hard way, but it is a very important truth, and it's so freeing when you truly believe that because you won't feel defined by the mistakes you've made because we all make mistakes. That's part of being a human. The only person to ever live perfectly was Jesus aka God. So we know we're all sinful. We will all make mistakes and mess up and screw up because that's just how we are. But we have forgiveness. so We don't have to be defined by those things. We don't have to find our worth and our identity in those things either, which is such a beautiful truth. And I'm so grateful for that. We can spend our life fretting over those things, but we will never be satisfied. We can get caught up in the mistakes and the failures and trying to make up for that, but we're never going to be satisfied because we won't ever by ourselves. We will never be enough. We're never going to be enough on our own. That's a quote I see a lot. Sometimes we'll say, you are enough. And I know it's kind of harsh, but the truth is we're not enough. We're not going to be enough. But when we have Jesus, when we have Christ, in Christ we are enough so you're enough in Christ on our own we're not on our own we're sinful and We go against God but with Christ we are enough because of who Christ is our identity in Christ. We are enough So we will never be satisfied when we put our value in those things because we're never going to be good enough on our own I think a lot of times the world often tries to trick us into that mindset into thinking We are defined by our failures or our accomplishments. Even in media, that's how it's portrayed that who we are is in the things we've done. And that is a very critical negative way of thinking. And like I said earlier, it's never going to satisfy us because we're never going to be good enough. There are never enough things we can do to make up for that. And in Christ, we are enough. On the flip side, you can also start putting your worth in the negative things, in my insecurities or all the times I messed up. But it's important to know that that's not how God wants us to be. We are not those things, the good and the bad, the great things we've done, the terrible things we've done, the mistakes we've made, all the failures. We're not those things. Our worth is never in the things that we do but what God has already done. Our worth is not in the things that we have done, but who God is and what God has already done. And that simple statement right there is what makes all the difference and what sets us apart from the rest of the world. Because the rest of the world will continue and always will try to find their identity in the things that they do, the good or the bad. But we know that that's not where our identity and value is found. We know that Christ sacrificed himself so he wouldn't have to be defined by those things. We have freedom in Christ, and that kind of freedom only comes from God. You can't get that kind of freedom anywhere else. Your worth is in God alone, and your value is in God alone. You are so, so loved. So loved that he sacrificed himself for you. So instead of carrying those chains and the weight and the burden of the bad things, Things you've done, or the mistakes you've made, or the times you've messed up—we can break those chains and live in freedom that God has given us. One Bible verse, John one twelve, says, "Yet to all who did receive Him, to those who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God." So, for those of us who have received God, who believed in His name, believe that Christ died on the cross and rose again for our sins, and have accepted that and believe that truly in our hearts. We're children of God, a.k.a. Christians. So as Christians, we don't have to carry the weight of the world. We have freedom from our sins and from all of those things. guys, so if you have listened to any of my previous episodes on this podcast, you're probably wondering what is going on right now, but I've decided to add a new little section of each episode, pretty much called a praise break. So we do different little things in the middle of each episode to kind of break it up in the middle of the topic, but pretty much it's a praise break. So I asked you all some questions on Instagram and I'll be sharing some of those responses each week. But this week's topic or question that I asked is, what's your favorite part about being a Christian? So I thought I'd share some of the responses um, that I got. I got a lot of responses, like way too many to share, but I've been reading through all of them, and they're all so beautiful. Um, And I love what all of y'all said. But like there are so many that I can't even share all of them so I'll be doing different questions each week usually so if you see one of these questions on my story then you know this is what it's for so you could be given a chance of a shout out and be featured on one of the episodes so make sure you answer um next week's cool question but I'll just read a few so Megan said telling others about Jesus Gabby Haynes said the peacefulness Rebecca Lynn said going to church uh, Nia being able to rely on God for anything. Uh, Morgan Phillips being able to spread the gospel. Carissa Brown, he promised to always be near. Talking to God, sharing with others in the music. Brindley said having a reason to live. Abby said being able to serve my community and singing, singing at my church for the youth. Julia Clark said community. Farah said praying. Mandy said, worship and being around other fellow Christians. And then lastly, Elizabeth said, the connections you make with other Christians. So like I said, there were so many amazing answers, like so many. I couldn't even have time to share all of them. Um, But I do appreciate y'all's feedback, and I just love looking through this. And they're such a good reminder, because oftentimes when we're in the midst of hard trials and battles, it's really easy to overlook God's goodness. So... I thought it'd be kind of cool to implement a praise break. So yeah, let me know if you'll like this section of the episode. And I'll also be posting a new question for each episode. So make sure you answer that for a chance to be featured in a future episode. Another verse I really like is Romans 6.6, 6, which says, For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. That we should no longer be slaves to sin. So our old selves died with Christ. Our old selves are gone. The mistakes we've made, our sins, our failures, all of those things were crucified with Christ. They're gone. And we are renewed in Christ. Yes, all of our sins are done away with. So we no longer have to be slaves to sins. And believing that truth right there is so, so powerful. And that truly changes your life, and how you live, because you don't have to be weighed down by those things. Even in the Bible, I think it's very clear that every major character struggled with the issue of their identity at some point in their story. Even going back to the very beginning, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, they had perfection. They were sinless. They were without sin. They had a perfect relationship with God. But even then, Satan tricked them into thinking that God was jealous and wanted to be in control and wanted to be better than them and powerful and all that he gave them lies the same lies that the world tells us about god that he doesn't care he just wants power things like that and that just those lies tricked them they had their identity in christ but after that he tricked them into sinning and falling away from that because of that they have They now had the chains of sin because they listened to those lies that Satan had told them. Another Bible character that I really admire is Rahab from the book of Joshua. So if you're not familiar with Joshua, pretty much the Israelites, send out some spies to Jericho to see what the land looks like because that's the promised land, but they'd never seen it. So they wanted to obviously see what the land looks like that God had promised to them back when through this whole entire journey. There the spies meet Rahab and Rahab offers to hide them in her home and even lies to the king, their leader, for them. A little background on Rahab. She was a low-class woman. She had a bad past. She had done some sinful things and she was living and drowning in that sin. She found her identity in that sin and the things that she'd done. I can just think about Rahab living in this city and all of these people around her constantly condemning her, looking down on her, thinking, telling her that she's less than because of the things that she did, because of who she was. And I can just see like how, how sad that would make her because people are always condemning her everywhere she goes, looking down upon her. That would be a horrible feeling. And I think we feel that a lot sometimes. And I, I have not to that extent, of course, but we can do that to ourselves. We think less of ourselves because of some of the sins that we struggle with. And here's the thing, everyone struggles with sin. All those people that look down on her, they also had sin. It was obviously a different kind of sin. Maybe it wasn't as visible, but they're still as just as sinful as Rahab was. Yet they thought that their sin was less than was less than hers wasn't as bad, so they could shame her for some of the things, some of the same things that they had done, but that's not true, because we know that all sins are ultimately equal in God's eyes, even though that's kind of hard and to think about, a little bit difficult to think about, in God's eyes, all of our sins are the same, so they were not any better than she was, but they still thought that she deserved to be condemned, condemned, and shamed, and that would be a really sad life to live, So you have this woman who's in this constant guilt to look down upon and some people from a land she's never heard of come and ask them to commit something that's probably illegal, hiding them and lying for them. But it seems like she doesn't have any reason not to. The people around her already condemn her and hate her and point out the sin in her life. So she might as well. She had found her identity and who everyone else thought that she was in her sins. So she ends up hiding the spies, lying to the king for them. And she asks the Israelites that when they come back to save her and her family. So the Israelites do come back and they do fulfill their promise. So Rehab is converted and she becomes a Christian and she joins the Israelites, which is such a powerful thing after she's converted and she's with the Israelites, she's no longer an outcast. She no longer has to feel guilty and shameful because of the things that she did. She no longer has to be held back by those sins because she's a Christian. And there's forgiveness in Christ. And obviously, this was a little bit different because this was before the time of Jesus, but it's the same principles still apply. She's no longer an outcast. She doesn't have to be weighed down by the things that she did in her past and she's included in god's people which is such a powerful ending for her another really cool fact about her that you might not know is that she's later included in the genealogy of jesus which is so so powerful another point um that i know i heard that people that think that the bible was made up or Just written by random people or whatever. One point that just, there are many, many points that disprove that idea. But just this fact that Rahab, someone who is very obviously sinful, was included in the genealogy of Jesus, just proves it. Because if it was just random people trying to make Jesus look good, why would they include someone like that? Someone who is obviously sinful like that in the genealogy of Jesus. If they were trying to look, make him look good. Well, they wouldn't. Because people are writing the Bible or writing truth. They are inspired by the Holy Spirit, by God. God told them what to write. And that was the truth. So that disproves that for sure. But in the end, God saved her and made her new. Just like how we are when we become Christians. God saves us from our sins. He makes us new. We no longer have to live with that guilt and the shame we felt. We can be free of that and live in the identity of who Christ is. Not the things that we've done, but what Christ has done, which is so, so powerful. God offers the same thing to us. This isn't just some radical change that happened in Bible times. The same thing can happen to us. Rahab, someone that was condemned and shamed by everyone around her, who even believed those lies herself, was saved. She went from a very... Paganist world to being a Christian, a strong woman of faith, even included in Hebrews 11, the hall of faith because of her faith. And she she had grown up with all these false gods. But when she met the Israelites, she knew that their God was the real God. And she didn't have to live in that shame and that guilt anymore, which is so powerful. And we have that same thing for us. We don't have to live in the shame of our mistakes. We don't have to live with guilt, or of the people around us who look down upon us because of our sin, because they think that their sin is less than our sin, which isn't true, because all of our sin is the same in God's eyes. We don't have to live that way anymore, because Christ sacrificed himself, so we don't have to live that way anymore. You have freedom in Christ, and that is such a beautiful message. And that message is spoken, and it's Throughout the entire Bible and every Bible story, people of the Bible are not perfect people. They all had huge sin issues, just like we do. People in the Bible, while we often think of them as being great heroes of the faith, most of them at the beginning were not good people. They did sinful things. They went against God. Even while they were Christians, they did really sinful things like murder and adultery. And while our sins, we might not be that extreme, They're still the same. If God can save them and turn them around, then he can turn us around in the same way, which is so, so powerful. So once again, your worth is in Christ alone. Your value is in Christ alone. And you are so, so loved. You don't have to live in that guilt and shame anymore because in Christ, we have freedom. That is such a powerful message, and I am so, so thankful for that truth right there. I hope that this episode was encouraging for you, and that you learned, and that you realize that you are not defined by your sins or the things that you've done, because we have freedom. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on identity, and if you have a question or are wondering something about the Bible, feel free to submit a question down below for a future podcast episode. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and I'll see y'all next time.